Hello, welcome to Spotlight, an early spring of creativity. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening, we catch up with the Arts Council activities as they look ahead to 2024. Who were Mrs. A Manx poet with a love of risque humour publishes her first book. And we have a first chat at last with the newish creative head at Kensington Arts. Remember, do get in touch with any creative artistic endeavours you may be involved in planning, hoping to create or would really like to. I'll stay silent, you can just shout out the list. No, I better not. Put in the spotlight poetic, theatrical, musical, literary, sculpture, drag, mime, social media, any of the others. Email spotlight at manxradio.com or howardkane at manxradio.com. Kane with an E. I'd love to hear from you. Get on the programme. Give yourself a plug. Tell us what you're doing. We're here for you. So it's been a while, but we have at last caught up with Peter Shimon's replacement at Kensington Arts, that hidden gem of creativity in the middle of Douglas, who is naturally enough a very busy woman. Emma Goodson has the fine title of Creative Development Coordinator and we eventually managed to catch up with each other to see how she's been settling in and what she was looking to do in 2024. I started on the first week of September, I believe. So, um, yeah, it's been a few months now. It's it's weird, it's gone quite quickly, but then it feels like I've been there like about eight months nearly, <laughs> but that's not quite not quite what yeah it feels it feels uh, like home already already which so. is which is a good sign and was it something you, you'd obviously i think you, you have been on the alaban or at least you were educated on the alaban but you came back when you when you saw this job advertised yeah that's right um i was keeping my eye out for um a job uh, in the arts but i wasn't looking on the alaban at all mm. i was looking in london um, and it just happened to pop up on my Facebook feed, actually, and I couldn't really pass it up. Um, a friend of mine actually messaged me as well because they had seen the job advertised and I was like, oh, this is perfect for you, Emma. So, yeah, uh, I decided to just apply and kind of took it from there. And what was the pull? It's lovely to see someone coming back again. Was there, a, again, was that on the life plan to sort of come back to the Isle of Man and work in the arts here? Um, yeah, I think probably eventually, but it definitely escalated my, my plan. <laughs> so I, I was, I had envisioned to stay in London maybe a couple more years. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw the job and, and couldn't pass it up really. And were you working in arts in London when you were down in the capital? I was a civil servant, um, working at DCMS. So that's the Department for Culture, Media and Sports. So kind of nearly there, <laughs> but um, yeah, not. I I wanted to be more in in the action of it and kind of running programs and everything like that. So yes, this job at Kensington Arts was, was perfect. perfect. Yeah. And w- were you aware then of sort of Kensington Arts before you took over the role? Had you ever been there, or you know, were you aware of what it had been doing? No, not at all, actually. I had no idea about Kensington Arts, which seems to be the case for a lot of people. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely trying to get the word out there that Kensington Arts 
is right in the middle of Douglas. You know, there's lots of things happening there. Um, if you are interested in the arts in any kind of capacity, then you should have a look on the website or on our social media. And I suppose we've said this uh, on, on the programme before on Spotlight, that I always think it's sort of something of a, a well-kept secret and that sort of those who know know and those who don't sort of drive past and think oh is it youth center or something like that and don't really have an idea of just how much does go on in there yeah uh so it used to be a youth center um it used to be called yak youth art center so some people might know that name and uh, before that it was the douglas school of art so um yeah in in recent years it's it's been youth focused but now that it's kensington arts we are definitely expanding it to have an offer for adults we kind of want to cater to every everyone in the community um you know you don't have to have experience in art come along and see what you might like and give it a go and that's quite interesting because i think you're right i think if people do know it they think it is very much youth orientated and that you know perhaps if you're over the age of 21 then there's not going to be an offering for you there yeah, so we do have um, a couple of things at the moment for adults, so 18 plus. Um, but we, like I said, we are hoping to expand the offer, so do keep an eye out. Um, people may have heard of Soundcheck, which has been running for a long time, even before Kensington Arts was Kensington Arts. Um, but you may not know that on Wednesdays, Soundcheck is open to adults. That's um, when you can kind of come in. If if you're an adult and you're interested in music, you might not have any experience with playing an instrument, but you've just got that interest. Or you might already have an established band but are looking for um, a place to practice. Then you can come along on Wednesdays between 6 and 9pm and it's drop-in. It's only £3 a session um, and your first session is free as well. So you really don't have anything to lose and... Uh, yeah, they're really a really great team at Soundcheck. Very friendly, very welcoming. So, so it's a great way to get going, as you say, even if you don't really have any great previous experience or are particularly proficient on an instrument or anything, you can go along anyway. Yes, absolutely. Which is lovely to see. Um, what else is going there? Because I know, again, there's the uh, Soundcheck, uh, there's the Arts Tank. I know we've done stuff upstairs before with the wonderful arts room, which is sort of looks like an arts room. There's lots of paint spattered everywhere and it sort of looks like there's a real creative hub yeah, we do have Art Tank on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and that's for secondary school children. Um, but we have recently, or fairly recently, I think when Peter was still here, he introduced Junior Art Tank on Wednesdays, and that's for primary school, uh, primary school age. So if you're in year three to year six at primary school, then you can come along to Junior Art Tank. And we've just launched as well, we've just announced that we're um, having Junior Art Tank on Fridays as well. So every week we have um, Art Tank on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And now we've got Junior Art Tank on Wednesdays and Fridays as well. So there's lots of things going on every week. Um, and again, those are drop-in sessions, £3 a session and your first session is free. So please do come along. Well, that's a great thing, I think. Again, when you hear these prices, it, it's just, it's affordable. It's not the sort of thing that people think, oh gosh, it's going to be sort of 40, 50 pounds a session or whatever. It's actually affordable money for pretty much everyone, really. Yes. 
which makes it very inclusive, which is lovely. The performance arts, very well represented and have punched well above its weight. There have been two or three in recent years who have gone through, basically gone from performing at Kensington Arts and uh, a few years later, quite literally, in some cases, three, four, five years later, they're on the world stage, I think we, we can say quite safely, that they've been some amazing success with the performing arts there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Joe Luck, who was the star of uh, the Netflix series Heartstopper, he he was involved at Kensington Arts and did the um, Connections programme there a few years ago uh, with David Dawson, the director. So we have that programme running again this year and hoping to do it again next year. Um, so that's a closed cast at the moment. But if you're interested, then keep an eye out again on our social media. Wonderful. And then uh, creative writing. I know there are things for those who might be wanting to get into the writing side of things, whether it's either poetry or indeed just sort of just doing creative writing from the point of view of stories, novels, that sort of thing. Yes. So on Mondays, um, four till six, we have a creative writing offer for secondary school um, aged children and that is um, run by Joe Smith who's a wonderful facilitator and tutor and if you're interested in creative writing then you can come along to that but we also have an adult offer now which happens on Thursdays um, what's the time it's 10 10 a.m till 12 on Thursdays mm-hmm. And that is a creative writing, kind of work, relaxed workshop style sessions. And you, you come in and just kind of give it a go, really. Joe will be there to facilitate how and what you want to learn about creative writing. So you may already have some experience with writing, but perhaps you haven't tried poetry before. And it's just a very welcoming, supportive group and um yeah it's it's been very popular actually so that's really great and we're hoping to expand that offer in the near future so that's great so again that and that's for sort of adults i'm not just talking about youth here it's people of, of, of any age can come along and get involved in some of these classes yes so the the sessions on thursdays is called creative writing and that's for that's for adults uh so you know if you're 18 or you're 68 then it's open to everyone. Sounds good, doesn't it? Told you it was a creative hub and not just for the youth, as a lot of folk might think is the case. More from Emma next week. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Now, those of delicate dispositions and soft ears, this next piece might not be for you. Jan Allison is a local poet who loves to write mostly humorous poetry, often in limerick style, but with a somewhat risque, to say the least. <laughs> Look at life. Think saucy seaside postcards in poetry. You won't be far from the mark. And she has just had her first book of poetry published via Amazon. She says she knows it's not for everyone. Is anything. But for those who like that sort of humour, she hopes it puts a smile on their faces. And she told me she hasn't been a lifelong poet and found writing any form of poetry was something she came to later in life after a specific incident? I did come on to it later on in life, yes. Uh, In fact, I have to confess that I really didn't like poetry when I was at school. 
and I never wrote until my husband had cancer. And we were in Arrow Park in the Wirral and I was very, very much alone and Bob had actually gone in for his surgery and I wrote my very first poem called Splendid Isolation and it was all about how I felt. I was totally... I was scared, I was alone, I had very, very little support around me and just the emotions came out and I've been writing ever since then. So it was quite a a sort of cathartic thing to start off really when you first... Very much so, yes, and it's helped me through some very tough times in my life over the last ten years. But also I write a lot of humorous poems and I do enjoy making people smile. And that's that's where we're coming to you now because you've actually now got a collection of these out. So so it's it is because your first one, as you say, was very very personal, very something when you were in a very stressful time, very tough time, something that you 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 felt you needed to do and gave you some some comfort and some release in many ways. And so it was very much from the heart. Now what you're probably best known for is is like I said the much more or by your own admission, you know, it's it's good risque seaside stuff, which is a uh, good good bawdy humour or humoresque poems. Yes, I do have a title as well. I write on a, uh, I post on a poetry site called Poetry Soup, and I de- developed an aptitude for writing humorous poems, especially limericks, and I have the title of Queen of Poop <laughs> <laughs> because I have to admit that I do enjoy writing. Um, Scatological. To- scatological <laughs> poems or toilet humour. And in fact, I am starting on a second book, which is going to be all on toilet humour. So be warned, listener. And no, we're not going to go too far down that way. But again, it's something, at the end of the day, I have to confess, I've always been a, had a scatological mind when it comes to my humour. And, and we know, I think... It's not everyone, you know, some people love it, some people, it's an Armite thing, isn't it? People either love it or hate it, generally. Yes, I did get castigated on the site for writing a poem called Float On, and one lady was so incensed, she put down that uh, poets should not write about scatology, and unfortunately for her, it made me even worse, (laughs) and made me write more and more. Red rag to a bull. Definitely. As they say. So it's wonderful. I've got a copy in my hand now of um, a book you've got out now out of these poems. A giggle a day. Risky humour warming. There's a, yes, a red flag on the front, just in case. You don't want to offend the unwary. A, a giggle a day can chase the blues away by Jan Allison. Now, this is self-published. You've done this via, via Amazon? Yes, I did that via Amazon. And uh, it's been quite a quite a task because I'd written over three and a half thousand poems in the last 10 years some some humorous some serious you know I've learned you know how to write haiku and sonnets and things like that Mm. but my preferred style is limericks and humor so I had to go through many many poems and write new ones as well to go in the book and uh, I've had some fantastic feedback since it's been published on Amazon. I've had 13 five-star reviews and people are buying second copies to give away as presents, uh, especially over Christmas. So it's been fantastic. And the process itself, as you say, that was that quite involved? I've never done it myself. I know other people who have, but is it, is it something which has taken a lot of your time? It's taken an awful lot of time. I kept editing and editing. I did have a, a wonderful friend in New Orleans who's edited the poems for me, a lady called Lynn, who I met on the poetry site. But actually formatting the poems has been quite a challenge. Um, 
I had a proof copy done of the book and someone said to me, you really need to move the poems down, split them up, you know, to do, things to do with margins and things like that. So it was quite a wake-up call for me because when I got the first proof copy, I thought it was the most wonderful thing. You know, I held it, I kept looking at it, it was like a baby. And then when someone says to you, well, you really could do with a little bit of tweaking here and there, it makes you rethink. So it was about another four weeks before we actually got a second proof copy done uh, which was done to my satisfaction and now it's out on Amazon Terrific stuff it is 366 poems so it's a poem a day plus one for a leap for a leap year Yes and there is the poem on the back of the book as well which tells people exactly the nature of the poem so if you don't like risque humour uh, then please don't read the book it's as simple <laughs> as that like I said, I think it's all good, good seaside stuff. Let's let's have one now if I can find it, because there was a good one you did about just desserts, I think it was called, which is all about the something I've, uh, I still sting her at now, and I've fallen foul of myself many times over the years, which is the inadvertent spoonerism. Yes, and um, this was actually this actually happened to me in Port Arran at the station hotel, station pub, and. Uh, my friends still tease me about it, but this is called Just Desserts. I was at my favourite restaurant and I'd had a lovely meal. If I'd finished all my food, then a pudding was the deal. I'd relished every morsel and was pleased as a Cheshire cat. The dessert menu was on its way. Oh, I couldn't wait for that. The waitress bought the menu. I rubbed my hands with glee. Oh, sticky toffee pudding. Now that's the one for me. She returned to take the order. We had waited as you do. Turning to me, she said, Now, madam, what can I get you? Oh, stiffy cocky pudding, please, was my swift reply. I didn't realise what I'd said till I saw the tears form in her eye. I went as red as a beetroot and my friends began to laugh at my spoonerism, which turned into a complete gaff. The pudding, it came quickly, but I couldn't wait to leave. I choked on every mouthful, which made my tummy heave. So please take notice of my error on this horrendous day. If you order sticky toffee pudding, be careful what you say. The inadvertent spoonerism is a dangerous thing. We've all been there, but they do make me chuckle. I always remember a TV reporter talking about a drugs issue and referring to hypodemic nurdles onwards uh, before we get into trouble the the first few weeks of a new year always a good time to look ahead to the year to come or most of it and never a busier time than at the arts council the development manager is jane corkle always a busy time uh, a time to look forward for everybody not just the arts team and the arts council but obviously all our potential funding applicants um, this is the, the point in the year i think when people start thinking about what's coming next so a new round of funding just opening now in January? So the uh, funding is open. Um, we ha it, it, uh, it closes on the 9th of February um, and that's for an Arts Council meeting on the 8th of March. 
And just remind us again that sort of this funding, I know people hear it and they probably hear it on radio, might spot it, see it on the website or whatever. But who is it open to and what for? It's absolutely open to everybody. Um, you have to be over 16 to, to apply, but anybody that has a creative project in in any kind of way, really, is, an, is, is able to come and talk to us uh, in the first instance and then we can see whether there is maybe some a funding stream available um, to, to apply to, to, to be awarded the funding to, to facilitate the project. And we have several funding streams. We have um, underwrite. We underwrite um, ticketed events, any events or projects that are bringing an income in where potentially, unfortunately, there may be a loss. Um, the Arts Council would look to underwrite. We have general project grants, which are, well, basically just for general projects. So anything that doesn't actually fit into any of the other funding streams sort of goes in there. Uh, people, you know, books, um, music recording, uh, well, the, we have a massive long list, poetry, anything like that would perhaps go in there. Uh, we have a short film fund, uh, so for people wanting to make films. Uh, we have a creative industry support funding stream. So if you um, are a creative and you are working or looking to do something on a more professional level as a business, uh, come and talk to us. We have a bit of support there. And we also have travel grants. Uh, so um, the Arts Council funds are our, our creatives, our community who are going off island to perhaps attend workshops to obviously expand their knowledge and experience or to um, take part in competitions or perform in any kind of way off the Isle of Man. Is it a complicated process? Be honest now. I don't think so. Um, I think people do, you know, people people often just naturally aren't happy filling in forms, are they? But we try to make it as simple as we possibly can. Um, and the arts team, we are always happy to help people to talk them through it uh, until the point of submission we are right on hand whether via email phone you can come into the office we'll meet you for coffee we'll do whatever it takes to help you um, get your application uh, up to speed and to the point where it's going to be successful so if anyone's hearing this and again i know we quite often talk about it and i know again you can see stuff online if they've not done it before, so thinking maybe for 2024, someone's thinking they've got a project in the back of their mind, they've been thinking about it, maybe they're hearing this now on the radio or on the podcast, whatever the case may be, and they're thinking, mm, yeah, I, I sort of might do it. What's the best thing would you say to them, either to do the online thing first, fill something in, or make you know come in and have a chat first. Come in and have a chat first. Um, sometimes what we find is when we when we meet applicants and we get chatting, um, things evolve. Um, and we start at one point and then by the time it actually becomes an application, it, the project might naturally have just become something else. It might have become something bigger or people partner up to do things or various things will happen. And sometimes we start having discussions with people now in January and they actually don't submit an application to the Arts Council maybe until September. That's absolutely fine. Um, we're always happy to have the conversations, as many as people need. Um, and it's great because over the, the course of this sort of journey, we get to know the applicants well, they get to know us. Um, and th there is a whole sort of partnership that then forms between the applicant, the arts team, subsequently the arts council. When my role in, in the sort of equation is to advise the Arts Council, I don't have a vote on the Arts Council, I'm not an Arts Council member. Um, and so these conversations can become very important 
because when an application comes to the members of the Arts Council, um, I'm there on hand to say, well, I know this person and I know this project and this is why it's happening. This is what it's going to achieve. This is what the legacy is going to be. So all these pieces of the jigsaw are really important with an Arts Council application. The website, uh, I Love Man Arts Council, iomarts.com, that's the one. Or you can email us on iomartscouncil at gov.im. Or you can phone us up on 694598. Or you can just come in and see us. We're in the Villa Marina Arcade at the top of the steps. Just pop in. They are a very friendly bunch, it must be said. So don't be put off if you've got an idea. Get down there and just go in and have a chat in the first instance about any ideas. And who knows what might happen but if you don't go it's not going to happen at all that's about it this week don't forget if you want to hear anything go again to manxradio.com download the spotlight podcast listen where and when you want why not try it whilst looking for the first daffodils of the year see you next week until then look after yourselves and whatever you're doing be creative about it cheerio cheerio